Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. From makeshift studios deep in the heart of stately Maine Manor, this is the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show, and I am your host, Joey Harris. Folks, how are you doing? Are you having a good week? Did you have a good week this past week? I had a fantastic week as I record this. This past week was my fourth wedding anniversary that I celebrated with my wife. Yes, folks, I actually was able to con two separate women into marrying me. Not at the same time, of course. One after the other. It's all legal and above board. Believe me, I checked. Twice. But it was good. We went camping. My wife wanted to go camping for our anniversary, which was, it was fine with me. I don't care. I'm not really a camping person. I've gotten into it a little bit. This summer, I love making the campfire and staying around the campfire. I'm not much. I don't like to sweat. You know, I'm not much of a heat person and it has just been muggy and humid here in Maine this past week. I don't know what it is. It's just humid week in Maine. I like to get up early so I can get some coffee, get my day started, get some things done, go out and exercise. First thing in the morning, get that out of the way. I go out It's before 6 o'clock, and I've not walked a mile yet, and I'm drenched in sweat. Again, not even 6 o'clock yet. In Maine. So, just unbelievably humid weather. and So, I thought that, oh man, going down there, because my wife went with a friend of ours on Saturday. They set everything up, stayed for a couple of days. I had to work. And had to do something Monday afternoon and was going right after I did that thing Monday afternoon. And so I'm thinking, oh man, it's just going to be humid and hot. Everything when I get down there, it's just going to be sticky and miserable. And it wasn't bad. We had really good shade and was able to do some things and spent our actual anniversary. We went to this little beach. It wasn't a private beach, but there wasn't a lot of traffic there set the beach chairs up by the water nice cool breeze going it was just lovely my wife read a book i listened to some podcasts and it was just it was just great so we do that that's tuesday tuesday night my wife went to bed before i did went to the tent i say a little while longer up Got ready, got in bed, and was there for about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And I heard something. And I'm like, is there some animal at our campsite? And sure enough, we found that there were raccoons. And so we thought we'd shoot them away. Okay, but we found out the next day when we got up that one of them or two of them or however many it was of them had opened our cooler gotten the plastic bag with my wife likes to make s'mores 
with the chocolate bars and Reese's peanut butter cups. Got those out. Ate the Reese's peanut butter cups and the chocolate bars. Did not eat eat the Andes mints, the the little mints, because uh, apparently animals, most animals are not huge on mint. They're is is deadly. Can be deadly to them. And also stole a bag full of protein bars. I told my dad this. He's like, aren't protein bars expensive? Why, yes, they are. <laughs> so glad you asked. So if you see any buff raccoons, if you're in the state of Maine and you're just driving along and you see some buff raccoons eating protein bars, just keep walking. Just keep driving. Just keep going. You don't want to mess with those raccoons. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Today, we look at Wrestle War 89 from the NWA and WCW. WCW Wrestle War 89 took place on May the 7th, 1989 from the Nashville Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. There were 5,200 in attendance for this card. The night before, the WWF ran this exact building and held their matches over held the matches late so the NWA and WCW could not get in there to set things up until well after midnight just more pettiness man just more pettiness we go to our opening package of some of the people that we will be seeing tonight Jim Ross and Bob Carter welcome us to the event the Oak Ridge boys sing the national anthem I wouldn't have minded if they had followed it up with Elvira but alas they didn't Elvira now that was my song back in the day. I could own Papa the Mountain Mouth. Jim Ross plugs a concert by them later, but we don't get to see it. He also says that Eddie Gibbert and Rick Steiner have to settle their personal issue on their own time, so no hair versus hair stipulation in their match. Rundown of the night's card. We start out with Doug Gilbert subbing for the Junkyard Dog. Versus the Great Muda with Gary Hart. Eddie Gilbert comes down to cheer his brother on, but Muda wins with a moonsault. We do get to see both Green and Red Mist in this one, so that's good. Lance Russell, welcome to the NWA and WCW. The great Memphis announcer, Lance Russell. He interviews Ric Flair. He says that he has to style and profile like never before to get his title back. Butch Reed versus Ranger Ross. The color guard accompanies Ranger Ross to the ring. Teddy Long comes to ringside to scout new talent as he's been fired at this point as referee and is looking to become a manager. Reed cheats to begin. It gets clunky between the two at one point. Reed wins after a flying shoulder block. Lance Russell interviews Lex Luger. He says he is ready while doing the patented Lex Luger interview hand movement. If you don't know what that is, go look at any three Lex Luger interviews. It won't take you long to figure out the patented Lex Luger interview hand movement. Dick Murdoch versus Bob Orton Jr. with Gary Hart. This is a Texas bull rope match. They brawl in and out of the ring. Murdoch takes his boot off and nails Orton with it at one point. He finally hog ties and pins Orton. Hart comes in to pounce on Murdoch. He and Orton try to choke Murdoch out with the rope. 
They go after the referee when the ref tries to stop it. Lance Russell interviews Michael Hayes. He says it's too late for Lex Luger and he will take the U.S. title. The Samoan SWAT team, Samu and Fatu, with Paul E. Dangerously versus the Dynamic Dudes, Shane Douglas and Johnny Ace. A Paul E. Sucks chant goes out. The dudes look good here. Fatu hits a nice crescent kick. The SST dominate early. Johnny Ace is not as bad as I've heard, but is the weakest of all the four men in the ring. Bob Call and Jim Ross are doing everything they can to get the dudes over. They wanted this to be the next big hot team. Paulie gets on the house mic and tells Johnny Ace that he's useless as a woman from Nashville, Tennessee. Now that's how you get heat. Johnny drop kits Shane onto Fatu to get the upset pin. Lance Russell interviews Luthez, Pat O'Connor, and Terry Funk about how they are going to score the main event. NWA United States Championship match, Lex Luger versus Michael Hayes with Hiro Matsuda. Hayes stalls and struts to begin. Teddy Long comes back out to scout. Clunky match to start. Hayes is good at inciting the crowd. Great visual at one point as Luger pushes off as Hayes goes for the DDT. Hayes is playing a great heel here. The crowd is digging Luger. Luger winds up outside and Matsuda attacks him. Good back and forth match. Another nice visual as Hayes goes for the bulldog and Luger pushes him off. Hayes reverses the backbreaker and hits a DDT. The referee gets knocked out and Terry Gordy comes out of nowhere and pushes Hayes on Luger. We have a new United States champion, Michael Hayes. He would hold the United States title for a couple of weeks before Luger regains it. Lance Russell interviews Sting. He's excited and ready for the Iron Sheik. Sting's black rat tail scares me, quite frankly. Sting has this bright, blonde hair, you know, the spiked hair and all that, and it looks really nice. And then he's got this jet black rat tail coming down the back. It just, it is very jarring and also very 1989 with the rat tail but not the changed color. NWA World Television Championship match. Sting versus the Iron Sheik with Rip Morgan. A bunch of fans in Sting makeup precede Sting out. The Iron Sheik nails Sting with the flag before the match starts. Sting comes back. They go back and forth briefly before Sting hits the splash and gets Sheik to submit to the Scorpion Deathlock. Lance Russell talks to Ricky Steamboat. This is his most important match. He wants no controversy, but this is Flair's last match. No excuses. Let the best man win. NWA World's Heavyweight Championship match. Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair. Ric Flair comes to the ring with four ladies and 40 more lining the aisle. Steamboat comes down with piece of work Bonnie Steamboat in an evening gown as per usual. And little Ricky riding a horse. It's a pony. Oh boy. Little Ricky is dressed like Porter Wagner. 
They talk about how he may be the next big country superstar coming out of Nashville. That'll work. Gary Michael Capetta introduces the judges. I don't think these two can have a bad match. The chop houses come out early. Flair's airplane crash is brought up, so if you're drinking at home, take a shot. Steamboat has the most impressive arm drag in wrestling. Ross brings up Tommy Young being NWA Referee of the Year five times. He also brings up that the NWA is where we wrestle. Try saying that five times fast. You want to talk about a tongue twister. I've got a tongue twister over here. They're having a classic wrestling match. The announcers talked about Steamboat concentrating on the arms to set up for the chicken wing. The judges all score the first 15 minutes to Steamboat. Flair kicks it up a notch. Steamboat goes over the top rope and immediately a fan pushes him to get up. They both wind up outside at one point but still go at it. They do the Flair goes to the outside and runs the corner turnbuckle but gets caught by Steamboat spot. So again, if you're drinking at home, take a shot. They reopen the chop houses as well. They go to multiple close pins at one point. The crowd really is into the match. They go in and out of the ring. Second round is scored for Flair and a split decision by the judges. They kick it up another notch. As both get carried over the top rope by momentum at one point. Back to close falls. Steamboat hits the superplex. Steamboat goes to hit the crossbody, but Flair falls into the ropes, causing Steamboat to fall from the top. Flair gets the figure four on. Steamboat works up and out of it. Steamboat slams Flair, who turns it into an inside cradle as Steamboat's leg buckles. Flair gets the pin, and we have a new world's champion. Flair has his fans as there is celebrating in the building in Nashville. Flair lifts Steamboat's hands as Jim Ross comes in to interview Flair. Steamboat then leaves the ring. Flair puts Steamboat over hard as the greatest world champion that he has ever faced. Terry Funk comes in to congratulate Flair. He also wants to be the first one to challenge Flair for the title. Flair brushes him off, saying that Funk has been in Hollywood and that there are a list of top 10 challengers to the title that he has to defend against and that Funk is not on that list. Funk takes that as Flair saying that he's not good enough. They go back and forth. Funk says that he was just kidding before attacking Flair. He attacks and pile drives Flair on the ringside table. Funk says, look at the horse tooth banana nose jerk now over the house mic. They replay the pile driver again. Joe Pettacino interviews Nikita Koloff, who is going to ref the upcoming tag match. He has a zebra stripe mullet going on, taking this referee thing just a little bit too far if you ask me. He says he will not be intimidated. NWA World Tag Team Championship match. The Varsity Club, Mike Rotunda and Steve Williams with Coven Sullivan and a bunch of cheerleaders to begin with versus the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal with Paul Ellering. Nikita Koloff is special guest referee for this match. Sullivan is thrown out after he gets in Koloff's face. He also threatens Williams with the same thing. Animal catches Rotunda trying to do a crossbody and slams him. Hawk clotheslines Williams off the apron. This is a high-power brawl. Road Warriors hit the Doomsday device on Williams, but 
but Dean Spivey and Kevin Sullivan attacked Koloff, causing a disqualification. NWA United States Tag Team Championship match. The first family, Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner with Missy Hyatt versus the Varsity Club, Kevin Sullivan and Dan Spivey. It breaks loose early. Spivey keeps shoulder blocking Steiner's shoulder into the corner post. Gilbert is going at it alone due to the injured shoulder of Steiner. They keep attacking Steiner as he tries to recover. This is essentially a handicap match. Gilbert finally tags Steiner in, but the referee doesn't see it. Spivey goes to attack Steiner, but as the referee goes to get him out, Steiner clotheslines Sullivan, and Gilbert pins him to win the match. The Varsity Club attacks Steiner again after the match. Jim Ross and Bob Cottle announce that Steve Williams and Mike Rotunda have been stripped of the titles for attacking a referee. They then recap the night. They replay the pile driver and attack by Funk on Flair again before signing off from Nashville. Hey folks, if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast platform of choice. There are a number of ways that you can contact me. You can follow the show's Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at the Joey Harris. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey Harris saying so long from Stately Maine Manor. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.